So a question came through our forum recently about dealing with players who are better than you. And as I started to consider my answer to this question, I came to realize that <clears throat> dealing with players who are better than you is actually one of the critical prerequisites <laughs> to making it in basketball. And this should be very clear, but we don't often consider this. At every new level that we reach, whether we're going from junior high to high school, high school to college, college to professional, there is a new wave of players who are bigger, stronger, faster, more experienced, more skilled than we are. And navigating those situations where we're competing against players who are better than us is, is kind of critical. It, it's something that we have to do as basketball players, unless we're maybe like LeBron James and we're just a phenom and we're better than everybody at every level. Uh, <laughs> more commonly, we're going to have to go head to head with guys who are better than us, actually. And interestingly enough, the more I considered this question, uh, the more I realized that this unlocks some pretty deep concepts, some pretty deep concepts that we have to look at. So let's consider those today. And the memory that this brought up for me was one that I have shared with a number of our players. Players will recognize this, but in high school, I had the opportunity one summer to train with a professional player. And so every morning we would meet at the gym and we'd go through a really, really intense workout. It was the best summer of training in my life. But after every workout, we would play one-on-one. -on -one. This player was, I think at the time, like 13, 14 years older than me, uh, give or take a few years. So significantly older than me. He pl had played for the senior men's national team. He had played professionally in Italy at a very high level, like first league in Italy. Um, so <laughs> very good player and very similar player to me. His father was actually a coach at a local university in town. And, uh, he used to tell me sometimes he'd drop in for workouts and watch. And he used to tell me, like, I reminded him just the way that I moved, the way that I played, the way that I like constructed my game was so, so similar to his son that he would almost sometimes like mistake us for each other when he was just glancing at the court. And so interestingly, like I, I had this perfect opportunity to play with a player who's very similar to me, but better. <laughs> he was just better, way better. And uh, again, bigger, stronger, faster, more experienced, uh, better skills, just better in every way. So we played one-on-one -on -one after every workout. And as you can imagine, he killed me every day. He killed me every single day. Uh, the first few games of one-on-one, -on -one, I think I scored like maybe two or three points. We'd play up to 11 or 15 or whatever it was. It was very hard for me to score. And it was also very hard for me to guard him. As the summer went on, uh, I got a little bit better and a little bit better. And what I noticed, well, I'll share what happened. So uh, I still remember this, this moment like it was yesterday. One evening, we have a late night workout. And we're playing one-on-one -on -one and something's different. Like he's still on his game, but something just feels different. There was no, um, there was no sense of like competing with this person anymore. I had completely come to terms with the fact that he was better than me. And I start scoring on him. I, I got like a, a contested layup and then a pull up and then I hit a tough, tough shot and then I hit a three. And next thing you know, I've got a lead. And this really hadn't happened so far that summer. <clears throat> He comes down, he scores a few buckets, and next thing you know, we're tied. Uh, I think it's 10-10, we're playing up to 11, okay? I have the ball at the top of the key. He's guarding me very tightly. He's thinking, like, I am not going to let this kid win. Like, no way. Uh, he's guarding me very, very aggressively, and I can't really get a shot. I, I pick up my dribble, 
and I am uh, like three feet behind the three-point line, and I basically step back after my dribble and hit <laughs> a fadeaway three, heavily contested to win the game. As soon as that ball went in, I still remember looking at him, and he just burst out laughing. He just burst out laughing. He couldn't believe it had happened. And it hit me in that moment that the only reason that I had been able to beat this player, and actually I went on to win a couple more games that summer with that player. It was like the four minute mile, right? As soon as, the, as, soon as that barrier fell, uh, I started to do it more regularly. But as, when I beat that player going home that evening, it occurred to me that the only reason I was able to beat him is because I had fully accepted the fact that he was better than me. And this is an interesting concept, right? Where um, normally when we're facing a player, especially if they're on your team, okay? It was, it was easier for me to accept that fact just because he was a professional, he was older, he was stronger. He was very clearly better than me. There was no way that I could fake that, right? But when we're in high school or junior high or AAU or college or whatever the case may be, and we're dealing with a player who we're competitive with, the gut reaction that most of us have to those situations is to spin off into a story telling ourselves all the ways in which they're not better than us, right? They're not better than us. Um, we're better than them because of this. I can't believe so-and-so thinks he's better than me. We spin off into all of these stories. And what we find is that all of that effort that essentially what we're doing is we're putting up all of these defenses around our ego. And all of this effort that we put in trying to protect our ego from basically the reality that, wait, this player is better than me, at least in certain ways, right? Maybe they're not better than you as a whole, but they're better in certain ways. And all of this effort that we're putting into protecting our ego is tying up energy that is usable during games, during that competition that we want to be good at. And so it's sort of the analogy that I'll use is like if you're, um, <laughs> you know, in ancient times when we're fighting with a sword and a shield in battle, it's a lot easier to strike with your sword when you don't have your shield up, right? All of the energy that you're using to keep your shield up is taking away from energy that you can put into your strike. And so psychologically, it's the exact same thing. When we're protecting our ego with all of these def psychological defense mechanisms, it's all of this mental psychological energy that's being used up trying to protect ourselves that we can't use in the heat of the moment in competition where it's needed most. So what, uh, what I told this player essentially, and their question specifically was like, should I accept the fact that these players are better than me? Or should I like, you know, <laughs> should I just charge into battle saying like, you will never beat me, you will never beat me. And what I told them is that in the deep game, we don't fake reality in any way whatsoever, okay? We don't fake reality ever. Meaning if a player is better than you, we uh, accept the fact that this player is better than us. And more than that, we recognize the reality of the situation, which is because this player is better than us, there is an enormous opportunity for growth here, enormous opportunity. And so when I was going to the gym that summer, because I had accepted the fact that this player was legitimately better than me, right? Um, he's a professional and I'm in high school, right? It, very clearly better than me. Because I had fully accepted that, not only did I have all of this psychological energy usable, like I wasn't protecting myself in any way, 
I knew that even though I was getting beaten and bruised and battered every time we played one-on-one, -on -one, there was enormous growth in that experience, enormous growth, right? And it's very clear to all of us that the better the players are that you surround yourself with, the more growth is available to us. And in Deep Game, we call this the law of transformation, which states, which states that the player who seeks growth advances faster than the player who seeks accomplishment. So it's, uh, it's very obvious that, you know, the more we expose ourselves to being annihilated by a player, the more, uh, the harder it is to annihilate us. And so that is, um, not only one of the like fundamental laws of the deep game, but when you go into your life as a basketball player and you face situations where players are legitimately better than you in various ways, the only appropriate response to that is to rise to the challenge, is to rise to the challenge and seek out the growth in that experience rather than trying to protect yourself and tell yourself all of these stories why they may or may not be better than you and just expose yourself to the challenge and allow it to grow you, right? So that is um, the first piece of advice that I'll give to you, but there's a deeper level to this. And what I found with that player is that despite the fact that he was a professional, despite the fact that I was in high school and he was very clearly better than me overall, there were certain aspects of my game that were actually better than his, that were actually better than his. And uh, actually, the, the thing that I was better than him at, funny enough, was shooting. And he was a shooter in the, in the pros. He was a, a perimeter shooter, but so was I. And I was actually a better shooter than he was in high school. Um, shooting was really the thing. It was like my uh, personal genius in basketball was shooting. And what I, that was the first hint that I had in my life of realizing that that genius that is unique to all of us is inside all of us, actually. And as many people as there are on planet Earth, as many human beings as there are, there are that many unique uh, sources of genius in the world. <clears throat> and what you will find when you're competing with a player, whether they're on your team, whether they're uh, at the next level, what you will find almost always, almost always, is that there is something unique about your game that is better than theirs. And when we try to compete head-to-head -head with somebody on our team, and I did this in high school a lot, when we try to compete head-to-head -head with somebody, we are playing, basically trying to beat them at their game, okay? The more we try to beat a player at their game, the more we lose track of our own game, our own unique source of genius. And we, <laughs> there, there's like this old Bob Marley quote that the day you win the race is the day you stop racing right? If you stop competing at their game and trying to beat them head to head at what they're good at, you start to recognize your own source of genius, your own uh, unique ability, your own unique makeup in basketball and in your life as a whole. We call this, in deep game, we have this saying, one of one. You are one of one. There's never been one of you before you. There's never been one of you after you. And if you look like in the art world, for example, the, the very clear analogy is like the most a uh, highly prized, highly valued piece of art is the original that the painter did. And there are prints of that original made quite often, maybe they're sign prints, and there'll be um, like uh, a batch of a certain number, say there's 25 prints of this original, and those 25 prints are valuable because there's only 25 of them. Well, even more valuable than that is the original 
the original work of art. And in humans, there are no prints. There's no clones. Like you are one of one. You are the most valuable version of you because there's not another. And in trying to beat other people at their game, we lose source of, we lose track of our own game and we lose ourselves in that. There was a player that I was very competitive with in high school. We were the one and two on our uh, high school team, meaning the two wings. And so we were competing for, for touches and shots. But my approach with that in uh, 10th grade and in 11th grade, my uh, sophomore and junior year, was that I was going to beat him at his own game. And so I looked at everything he was good at and I said, I'm going to be better at those things. The problem with that was that he was three inches taller, he was heavier, he was bigger, he was stronger. And so I couldn't beat him at his game. He was just better at his game. On the flip side to that, I was a better passer, I was quicker, I was more athletic, uh, like meaning explosive, I could jump higher, and uh, I was better at slashing to the rim, had better handles, and so we were actually quite different players. And in trying to beat him at his own game, the end result was that, and this is where I say that we can like permanently damage ourselves, the end result is that by the end of my high school career, I was basically a spot-up shooter. Our coach, because I had lost the things that I was really uniquely good at, because I had lost those things, all that was left was my shooting ability. And so I was a shooter. He was a shooter and a rebounder and like a um, mid-post kind of physical player. So he had more going for his game than I did. And that's why he won in that comparison. So this like critically damaged me. And if I had just realized what I was uniquely good at and stopped boxing myself into his game and played my own game, I would have won that matchup. So this is where it gets really dangerous, where number one, we start playing this game in our mind it, when we are matched up against a player that we're competitive with that might be better than us in various ways. The, the, in the moment, the most dangerous thing that we do is putting up this egoic defense mechanism and wrapping up all our energy in um, or like using up all our energy, telling ourselves stories why we're better than them or why... Um, you know, they're not as good as they think they are, or everybody else thinks they are. All of those stories are just tying up all of your energy. Once again, that you can strike with your sword when your shield is um, not occupying all of your space, right? So it's the exact same thing. Let go of all of those stories and rise to the challenge of uh, growing through a situation where a player is really um, gen genuinely better than you in various ways. Number two, on a macro level, when we zoom out and we look at a, a larger stretch of time, if you're competing with players who are better than you in certain ways, by playing their game, you are losing your own game. And so find the way that you are um, uniquely gifted that is different from them. And I guarantee you, there's almost always a situation where they are uniquely gifted. And this is or, or where you are uniquely gifted. And this is where we start to tap into some of those deeper concepts. And this is a lot of the work actually that we do in deep game, uh, some of the most important work that we do in deep game, particular in, particularly in week number five in the law of identity. A lot of the most important work that we do is finding those unique sources of genius within you that are completely and totally unique to you. And when we say one of one, I really mean that, like you are one of one. There will, again, never has been one before you, never will be there, <laughs> never will there be another one after you. And so a lot of the work that we do is, again, finding 
though that unique genius that's within you and bringing more of that out. It's not to change you into something else, it's to help you become more of what you already uniquely are. And once again, this is like one of the great secrets to life actually is to be completely and uniquely yourself. There's this old quote from Joseph Campbell that I love uh, that goes, the privilege of a lifetime is being who you are. And when we fully, fully realize this, the freedom that this allows that you don't have to be anybody else. You don't have to pattern yourself after anybody. Exactly what you are is exactly what you are meant to be. Your unique genius can finally come out. And that unique genius is different from everybody else's. And so there is no comparison. Uh, like as that old saying went, like you stop racing and you win the race because you have become what you are rather than trying to be somebody else. And make no mistake, like that unique spark of genius is in every single human being. The older I get and the more that I do this work, the clearer that fact becomes. Even uh, <laughs> like literally every single human being is born with that. And yet it gets covered in the expectations of other people, the comparisons between you and other people, between uh, all of these things that you're told you should be or you shouldn't be. And it it's like uh, diamonds getting covered in dirt so that they can never be excavated, that they like remain under the earth and un undiscovered, okay? So uh, again, that's a lot of the, the really big work that we do in Deep Game is excavating those diamonds within your personality, within your game, within yourself, bringing them to the surface so that they can shine and that unique genius can finally come through, okay? So this is, uh, that's sort of the deeper concept that I wanna get into, but the, the take home point here is number one, let your egoic guard down. You don't need to be telling yourself stories or faking reality in any way whatsoever. The, the fact of the matter is there are players that are better than you in this world, okay? For almost all of us, unless again, you're LeBron, there are players that are better than us. That's a good thing. <laughs> That's a really good thing because it means you have the ability to grow and you have opportunities to grow all around you. And long-term, that is what is going to drive your success. So rise to that challenge. Let your guard down and accept that, yeah, great. There's players better than me. They're better than me in all of these different ways. Amazing, amazing. Because look at how much better I can get. On a macro level, when you zoom out and you look at the players that you're really competitive with in your life, in high school or college, wherever you are in your career, when you look at the players you're competitive with, Stop competing with them at their own game, all right? If you're competing with them at, your own, at their game, you are going to lose track of your own game. And when we really win that competition is when we stop competing altogether and we just go back to what is uniquely ours, what is uniquely ours. And when we zoom out even further on like a more meta level, in our lives, that is really the secret to making this life uh, all that it can be is when you find that unique spark of genius within yourself and allow yourself to be that, be exactly what you are and nobody else because again, you are one of one, all right? So just some thoughts on dealing with players who are better than you and uh, or players that you think are better than you because the reality is they're not better than you in every way. They're better than you at the ways that you are looking at right now. And when you're focused on uh, just those aspects that, you're, that they're better than you at, 
you're losing sort you're losing sight of the things that you are better at and the things that are uniquely yours okay so uh, <laughs> again just some thoughts on that I know we went in a lot of different directions but I hope this helped you out and I will see you in the next one Hey, it's Coach Taylor. I hope you enjoyed today's talk. And if you did, the best thing to do right now while it's fresh in your mind is go to deepgame.com or click the link in the description and it'll take you to our free Deep Game Masterclass where you'll actually learn the entire Deep Game of Basketball with all eight laws and all of the fundamentals that you need to know as a high-level basketball player. We've had players call this the best hour of basketball learning of their lives and it's completely free. So go to deepgame.com right now or just click the link in the description and I can't wait to see you there.